Hello, I'm Sally Wilson. I'm a member of the BCVA board and with the 2020 graduates just looking to start the first jobs, I thought that it might be useful to share some stories about becoming your own boss quite early on in your career. So in this podcast, you're going to hear George, Giles and myself having a chat and talking about how we both started our own businesses within a decade of graduating. So I founded Evolution Farm Vets four years after qualifying in 2007. Um, George came to work with me as a student and he started his own business just six years in. So here's us in conversation about the journey that we've been on. So um, when did you start up on your own again now? Uh, so 18 months ago now. 18 months. So how long qualified were you when you got going then? Um, what was I? Six, yeah, six years qualified when we started. Six years. Do you think that was a good time or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, um, it's difficult to know, isn't it? Because, um, you would have been a similar time, presumably when you started Evolution, Sally. Yeah, I was four years and yeah, four years. And to be honest, I think it was a bit early. I was still learning to be a vet really and then all of a sudden I had all the extra stuff and it was an extra stress for me I think so yeah. maybe but that was the time that I got the opportunity to do it so I wasn't going to pass up pass it up but maybe six years is probably a bit better from your point of view because you've gone through that newness really haven't you yeah I think the other thing is that there's always that feeling regardless of when you do these things about um I think it's probably almost natural that we we question whether we um whether we are ready for these things and i think the the other advantage that i had was that um you know i had complete confidence in in john and his um you know his abilities which which kind of made me think well if we if i come up against something which is really tricky then at least i've got um you know john to rely on as well um in the background yeah which and that was quite a big difference for us for, for for me because I started up on my own so it was just me and Laurie who was an assistant at the time and um I suppose the book stopped with me and I didn't really have anybody to bounce my ideas off yeah. apart from Lambert London and May they were sort of my sister practice and they helped me but they were in Cheshire so you know I went from that stage of knowing I had a boss to call out if I couldn't untwist the uterus to all of a sudden being the only person who could do it and I had to do it no matter what and I also had to show total confidence to my clients and not show weakness so yeah. I suppose that was a bit of a difference really and having a partner makes a really big difference and it's good that you started off with a partner from the word go I would say. Yeah but like you said before I think um, you, you kind of you were in a position where you had to take that opportunity and um, I'm sure you'd look back now and think um, you know you do the same and and go for it again yourself if you if you had your time over again but there have been certainly for me there have been um multiple occasions over the last 18 months where um I've thought to myself about um you starting up evolution and and I've been so fortunate to have um you know someone like John to to be doing it with on those um you know stressful days where things don't go to plan yeah definitely I, I'm glad that it's going quite well with with you and John Um, it's quite hard the whole partnership thing isn't it but I would say the pros definitely outweigh the cons would you agree yeah definitely for um it's it's really strange for lots of people when we started up I think where um I felt like lots of people were asking were asking me all the time oh how are how are things with you know between between the two of you how are you managing to um get along we were you know primarily friends um 
to begin with and and then went into uh you know business together and um i think from our from our point of view um on a day-to-day basis it's it's amazing in the job that we do actually we we tend to go um days if not weeks without physically seeing one another in in what we do now um we tend to well and particularly the minute you know in in the in this sort of working from home environment we're in um so actually the the number of times you know it's maybe only once every week or once every couple of weeks we we sort of physically see one another yeah yeah well Brendan and I have been the same but I would say it wasn't like that for quite a long time I would say we've only fallen into that probably over the last couple of years and up until then um there always seemed to be dramas going on that we used to have to have meetings about and sort things out and it's only over the last couple of years I would say that things have settled down enough to us for us both to relax and you know not worry about dramas going on there's always going to be dramas but it's definitely settled over the last two years I would say but um I'd say most of our most of the things I like being able to bounce off with Brendan is staff issues because I deal with all the staff um and I try to you know be fair and be balanced and look at it from everybody's point of view and all those sorts of things but it's really good to be able to you know just air your thoughts to somebody and say am I doing is this right is do you think this is the right thing to do and I think staff's probably one of the biggest it has been one of the biggest challenges although we've got an amazing team now but how have you found being like a boss because you went gone from you you employed somebody practically straight away didn't you um yes yeah um so Tam's in our um office administrator um slash sort of practice manager now really um she joined us from day one um and and she's been uh, fantastic. She was a um, a farmer's daughter who had been relief milking before starting with us, and and so she really understood dairy farms right from the word go. So there were um, you know some technical things around um, sorting out our vet, veterinary software or the TB testing side of it, which we had to train her. But um, um, you know she she's really taken to that. Um, you know really quickly from from the word go and then um, Kim our first um, our third vet or our first um, assistant vet she started about 12 months just just under 12 months after we set up Um, and and both John and I had known Kim from being a being a student and um, she'd uh, come to us following on from from an internship Um, so we yeah, we we knew her before, which I think always helps, doesn't it? And having a bit of a background to someone, and then um, you know we've worked really hard to hopefully provide her with a job, which um, you know which she was keen to come and do. Um, uh, you know, focusing on 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 dairy cattle, and um, and actually we we seem to day to day or week to week at the minute um, really work well as a team, and I think that can be you know it's a combination of um, us just trying to do the right thing by our staff and um and and having a a really nice balance of clients which which i think helps as well doesn't it yeah i mean that's one of the best that's one of the things i mean it's funny because right at the very beginning when the business first started the clients were the hardest thing they were they seemed to be and looking back so demanding and each big client was so important because we were quite small and so one big client would be a big thing um if you so if they, if they left it, it would be a big chunk of your business gone and so it was like 
being under this stress all the time. But I suppose it's a combination of just a bit of time. We've become established now. Um, we know our clients really well. I'm not still learning how to be a vet. And everything's just a bit more relaxed. And, you know, my clients get me through the day. Sometimes yeah. in the morning I'll feel a bit, like, fed up. But then you can't be fed up in front of your clients. You have to just go out there and put a smile on your face. And by the end of the visit, you find yourself actually really smiling. Yeah. And, you know, farmers are funny old creatures, aren't they? But I wouldn't be without them, I've got to say. Well, some all of them. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by and large. Yeah. And I remember when I, um, you know, when I was a student, um, sort of ten years ago now, um, seeing practice, uh, seeing practice with you, um, and I remember that, you know, chatting to you about you setting up evolution and then the um, the things that you enjoyed out of it, and I and I remember to this day you saying um, saying to me at the time, George, actually for me at the minute you were enjoying the, the running the business as much as the clinical work. Um, and I think I was sat there as a uh, as a slightly naive um, vet student, thinking, "What could what could you possibly? What else could you possibly want other than doing a, you know, an LDA? That's what I'm working really hard <laughs> to be able to do. And and, and surely once you can um, do it, do an LDA, the rest of your career is set. You're happy. You're happy doing that because it's the job that you love. It's the job you've trained to do." Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And, and and suddenly, you know, we're ten years down the line, and, and I'm replaying that conversation in my own head, and, and thinking, actually, I, I really got what Sally meant when she was saying that. And and for me, running running the business is um, is as enjoyable as as the clinical work. And and I and I'm lucky in that I still love doing you know doing routines and surgery and everything else that comes with it. But um, certainly, the having the business side of it for me. Um, is something which I really enjoy as well. Yeah, same. And I mean, I love, I still love being a vet. And I and I think I just really love cows. And I genuinely just really love cows. Yeah. And so I just enjoy being on farms. And it's funny, really, because I never had anything to do with farming. I mean, that's why we're very different, because you are a dairy farmer's son. And I am an accountant's daughter. And I'd never been on a dairy farm until I actually saw my EMS in third year um, and the, it was weird really I'd always I always liked the look of cows I always used to think they looked nice in the field but then actually turning up on a dairy farm and walking on there not knowing anything I didn't know where to stand I didn't know how to be I just felt completely weird um, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do and when I first went to vet school I went because I was going to be a horse vet I was going to be a horse vet in a three day event in my spare time yeah. and now look I'm yeah. like dairy vet through and through and it's, a, it's funny really really but um i'm just so glad i've done it but at the same time i do think running a business is it does make you excited each day because you get challenges and i honestly think it there's you know running any business gives you challenges so i think running any business would be really good but the fact i'm running a business being a vet with dairy cows makes it like even better so i feel dead lucky really yeah yeah that's right and, and i have a uh a bit of a pet hate because this comes up when students chat to me or other vets or farmers chat to me about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing um, coming from a farming background and um, and I and I genuinely believe some of the best vets I know are, um, have, have not seen a, a dairy cow until they've practically gone to vet school and um, and, I, and I think that's something which absolutely shouldn't put put keen students off becoming a farm vet just because they're not from a farming background and actually I think a lot of a lot of the time 
people can people that haven't come from a farming background see things um, from a more objective manner. So um, they'll almost question why people are doing things in certain ways, and often that's one of the skills of being a vet. Actually, I think is being able to see the wood from the trees and to challenge farmers on the ways that they're doing things. And I think all too often, as I have to really stop myself. Um, I'm from a farming background. I have to stop myself and say, actually, why are we doing this? Is that the is that the best thing for that cow, for the herd, for the farmer? Um, so I think that's it's a really important point to um, to play to your strengths. And if you've not come from a farming background, then to certainly not let it put you off. And and to you know, um, I try and identify some of those things where um, if you were from a farming background, you might be a little bit blinded. Yeah, because it's funny to say that about being from a farming background and um, looking at things differently, because I always thought that you would be a vet for a while and enjoy being a vet and then you'd go back farming. But then you did go back farming for a bit, didn't you? But then you chose to come back and set up your own practice and be a vet. So what made you decide to do that? Yeah, so I had um, an experience which I think is probably... um, fairly common in um after graduating so having worked having worked with you for um at evolution for a couple of years after i graduated um i w- went off and worked abroad for a little bit of time and um and slightly became almost almost disillusioned i think by farm vetting which um looking back on is quite sad and when i see other friends from um, my year in vet school that are now no longer clinical farm vets um but I think you, I went through a stage of not quite knowing where, um, you know, where my career was heading, um, thinking that maybe, you know, you, like we said earlier, you, you, when you're a student and when you're newly graduated, you worry so much about being able to do your first LDA or your first routine without any hiccups. And then you get to a position where you can do them quite happily. And then you've had such a steep learning curve to that point that you suddenly think, well, actually, where's the next challenge and for me um in the back of my mind i guess i had i had this niggling feeling of whether going and being a a, a dairy farmer was um was where my career was heading um and went back to it and and found out that actually a, you know a year down the line um for various reasons that actually i just missed being a being a clinical vet and going around the countryside and spending time with different farmers and um, I think dairy farming in itself can be fairly isolating in in some ways you don't get to see that many people day to day Um, the the routine of milking of um, you know scraping and feeding and everything can be fairly mundane and one of the things that I love with with my job now is just the variety that being a farm vet gives you yeah one of the things that one of my most favorite things that I really love is you go to farms and you go down a lane that you would never normally go down unless you were going to that farm if you could live in where I live in Somerset for 20 years and never drive down that lane if you weren't a farm vet because there'd be no reason to and we just get to see some ace places and I just think that's you know we're dead lucky really yeah um yeah but just sort of changing the subject slightly in, in contrast what do you reckon has been the hardest thing you've had to deal with since you started up on your own i think there have been um i think it's probably not the things that um probably not the things that i thought would have been the hardest so uh you know 
we had those weeks where um, we were up TV testing really early and then you get home late at night and then you get called to a carving and I think all those clinical things tend to pass you by quite quite easily I think um, some of the some of the most stressful times for me was um, in the very early days when it was just myself and John going up to Liverpool to do my DBR knowing that I was leaving this fledgling business um, to to just to just John and and the and the thought of knowing the routines he had to do, knowing the farms he had to go to that week, and thinking, actually, I really hope that someone else an hour away doesn't get an emergency carving or something to go to, um, and and so a lot of the a lot of the stress of it for me was the you know those what if scenarios, which um, you know mm-hmm. when I look back on now, ultimately they're completely out of my hands and and are things which worrying about um, does absolutely no benefit to at all but they were the things I, I probably lost the most sleep over yeah well I was the same that was one of the things that was the most difficult for me as well because that you know I did my DBR in the first couple of I think I was in the second year of my DBR when I started evolution and I remember talking to Dan Leonard about this when um because he was the one that suggested I should do my DBR so I decided to do it and also Bill May had done his from Lambert Leonard and May and they both sort of taught me how to be a vet and I sort of wanted to be like them and um they said you know doing your DBR is one of the best things you can do so I started it and then when I was um, thinking of starting up on my own, I was talking to Den about it. And one of the first things he said was, well, you know, if you're in your second year of DBR and your first year of practice, you know, you're quite likely to fail your DBR. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I remember thinking, I'm not, I'm not going to fail my DBR. I'm so going to pass it and I'm so not going to lose clients along the way. Yeah, yeah. But it was really hard. <laughs> it yeah. was it was really hard. But and very much the same thing because that back then it was, um, I didn't have any partners and I think that was the hardest time was before I had Brendan as a partner and um, I had to go up for my weeks up in Liverpool as well and I had to leave Laurie looking after the practice and um, I used to think oh I hope one of the like really awkward clients like one of the really awkward but really big clients doesn't ring up and want the moon on a stick and yeah. you know and and that used to be really stressful whereas now because we're established we know our clients really well they know us really well and there's two of us we just make sure when one of us is off the other one is working whereas it's different when you leave it with an assistant it's a lot of responsibility to expect them to take on board and so I was I felt stressed in case something like that used to happen I used to feel guilty because that Laurie was yes. you know yeah. taking it all on so it was difficult but I think and this is something that you probably never have to worry about I think the hardest part for me was expecting like expecting a baby whilst okay. I was trying to run the business because yeah. I didn't have a partner and the farmers always wanted me and um, I had to work right practically right up until I went into labour and I had to go back to work really soon afterwards and that was hard yeah that was really hard and I always look back and wish I'd had a partner by that stage but I, I didn't and I knew that I had to do it because um the business had to carry on and I couldn't yes. let it fail and I just had to make it work but I do look back and wish that I'd had a bit more time off as a you know as a young new mother um but as it's turned out my kids have turned out okay so far yeah and um it's still like a novelty to you know do stuff with them rather than that whole new mother stuck at home with babies and needing to and wanted to climb the walls so actually although it was hard looking back on it wasn't too bad um but I suppose for you yeah sorry go on well no I was just gonna gonna add on to that that um those challenges of people saying things like oh um if you're gonna 
if you're going to be starting a practice and doing your second year of the DBR or you're trying to run the business and um, and be heavily pregnant um, actually of all the people out there I know who um, would be up for the challenge and and to and to take the ball by by the horns and and say bring it on it's it's Sally Wilson for sure <laughs> <laughs> well I'm still standing just about <laughs> <laughs> oh well thanks for chatting to me George that was really good yeah no worries 